The following pre-recorded program is paid for by Channel Mom Media. The show made for moms and families. It's Channel Mom. My name is Jenny, and I'm a mom, but I once lived a more glamorous life as a TV reporter. I was on the nightly news interviewing pop stars and politicians. So when I left TV to become a full-time mother, I quickly found out what we moms are up against. Our world glorifies the rich and famous. For what? I say let's honor the moms who are raising this world's next generation. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome moms. I am Jenny and this is Channel Mom, where we encourage moms. We focus on the importance of each and every one of you because you're raising kids in some kind of tough times right now. And after weeks of pandemic fallout, you could probably use some answers to your prayers right now. So we're going to help you with that. We've got a special treat for you on the show today. Author and speaker and TV host Sheila Walsh is going to join us to discuss her new book, Praying Women, How to Pray When You Don't Know What to Say. She's got seven keys to a powerful prayer life and how prayer can change you. So stay tuned for Sheila coming up right after 60 seconds to hear from our amazing Channel Mom sponsors. So your life feels like it don't make sense. Life Center in Littleton is here for you. Whether you or someone you know needs help with groceries, GED prep, finding community, or figuring out what faith in Jesus really means, the Life Center wants to help. Located just south of downtown Littleton, we exist to offer our community practical help and lasting hope. Find out more at lifecenterlittleton.org. Moms are a big deal, but sometimes the world forgets. That's why Channel Mom Media and Outreach is here. We exist to love, coach, and encourage every mom, whether she's struggling with parenting, single motherhood, homelessness, or locked in prison. On the radio and social media, Channel Mom works to remind each mom of her importance and give her the latest and best advice. We also reach out to moms with our hands and feet, helping homeless and incarcerated moms, as well as moms in the country and mothers in the city. You can join our work by praying for us, volunteering, or giving at ChannelMom.com. It's Channel Mom Radio with Jenny Dean Schmidt. We're here for you. Hey, welcome back. Please be sure to check out Life Center Littleton at lifecenterlittleton.org. They can do so much for struggling families, and they can also help you to be a help to others because they do training in that respect. So check them out, lifecenterlittleton.org. All right, so a couple mom market mentions. A little shout-out to my friend Sandra, who is a regular listener, and our moms in Little Rock and in Barber County, Kansas, and also in southeast Alabama. Thanks so much for listening. And, of course, right here in Denver on 94. 
seven, the word. A quick little thing. Look, I'm constantly trying to think, how can I bless moms? How can I encourage them? How can I help them in whatever they're going through right now? And I I know we're all dealing with various aspects of of the pandemic, uh, you know, whether it's disturbing you or not, whether you believe everything about it or not, whatever. We're all facing some tough things and, and, and many economically. So I just, I'm trying to think of some things to make people feel better. So I'm going to have Richard cue the music. And uh, this is what we were up to lately. Okay. So we were waltzing, doing the waltz in our kitchen because I decided to issue a family dance challenge. You can find it on our social media at Channel Mom. And I thought, you know what? We could all just maybe take up dancing. <laughs> now, that's kind of hokey, the waltz. You can dance to a more cool something if you want to. But uh, yeah, hashtag family dance challenge. I'd love to see your family dancing if you want to post it on Channel Mom's Insta or wherever. Uh, it's just you know, a way to, light, to lighten the uh, load in your family and just make you know the mood a little more, bit lighter. Um, also, I did the grocery bag challenge. There are a lot of struggling families out there. And I was looking around my neighborhood and thinking, you know, we're doing all right. Maybe I could buy an extra bag of groceries for a family who's not doing all right. And it's a little bit intimidating because you think I don't want to offend somebody. I don't want to, you know, get bit by their dog, whatever it is. But um, I decided to just drop off some groceries at a neighbor's house. And so I'm calling that grocery bag challenge. And again, I'd be honored if you join me in that. You can can give me a shout out on uh, at Channel Mom and any of our social media and you know post a picture of yourself giving somebody else a bag of groceries. I would love that if we could do that as moms all over the country. People depend on us as nurturers. So I hope that you'll join me in doing that. All right. I'm so excited to get to our guest. I think I can almost call her a regular on the show because I think she's been on four or five times now. She's a best-selling author, a well-known speaker, and co-host of one of my favorite shows on TV. Someday I really like to be on this show because I love James and Betty. I also love Sheila. It's called Life Today. And she's also got a brand new book that I really, really believe is going to help a lot of moms today. It's called Praying Women, How to Pray When You Don't Know What to Say. So welcome back to Channel Mom, Sheila Walsh. Oh, it's so nice to be with you. I love just listening to your voice. Oh, <laughs> thank you. I wish I could hug you. Thank you so, so much for saying that. <laughs> I wish everybody could understand. You're really a cool person. Like, I think a lot of people write off kind of traditional Christians, and they think we're fuddy-duddies, and we're judgmental, and we're old school. You, like, wear leather. You probably have a hidden tattoo somewhere. You're just, and you're really real, and you're really raw, and, and I just, I love that you are who you are. So so I know that people are going to identify with your real approach to prayer today. So so thank you for, for writing it. Um, and by the way, my just, tattoos are not hidden. Oh, so you've got them. I, I figured you did. Where are they? <laughs> I have um, the one on my left wrist that ha- is the cross, and it says the cross equals love. And the one on my right wrist, just two words that my mom used to have hanging over her bed all my life, just these two words, yes, Lord. Oh, I could use that today. Thank you for that. You know, yeah. you did a little, you, you tapped into other people's feelings, and I was confessing to you before we went on air that I'm having a day. Now, now, you know, I'm not having the, the kind of day some other people are having. I'm not, you know, desperately ill and, I, and I'm not out of money. And I, I just want to, you know, acknowledge that a lot of people are suffering right now. But I've had a day of disappointment and feeling kind of like a failure and like what I do doesn't matter. And I'm not doing as well as I should as a mom and a wife, all that stuff. I mean, we go through that. You know, I think everybody does. But but you reached out to people to get their real opinions about their lives when it came to prayer. And and so you kind of did a Facebook poll and asked people, how do you feel about prayer? And what did they say? Well, it's interesting because I said, okay, if I throw the word prayer out there, 
what is the first thing that comes to mind? And please don't say that what you think you're supposed to say. You know, say what you really, really feel. And some yeah. were kind of funny, like, um, well, one woman said, you know, I get distracted. I'm halfway through praying and I suddenly think that I defrost the chicken. And other things were like, you know, I feel like I just repeat myself over and over again. Um, but then some of them were weightier. There were things like, you know, I, I prayed for my marriage to survive and my husband still left. So why pray? Or if God already knows what he's going to do, why bother praying? Yeah. Yeah. And so you wanted to address that. What What was your deepest motivation? And, and, and this is kind of a cliche question, but, but what was your deepest motivation in, in writing the book? There must have been something that you were struggling with. I know you were because you write about it in the book. But, but can you share that with people about how you, as a, as a well-known Christian woman, how you were struggling with prayer? Yeah, and honestly, Jenny, I never intended this to be a book for publication. I started a study about three years ago on prayer just for my own spiritual life because I thought, of all the areas of my life, I think that's the weakest. You know, I love to study the Bible. I find it fascinating and life-giving. You know, I love speaking to women. There's so much of what I do that I find great joy in, but the area I struggled most was prayer. And so mm-hmm. I just I began to kind of research not only what, what did the Bible say, but what did people like as far back as I could go, like centuries, you know, what's our common story and our common questions? And, but it was after I threw that question out on Facebook that I began to see, you know, I'm not alone in this. You know, there's a lot of, of women that struggle with prayer. So that's when I kind of shifted and decided to kind of make this a book where we could share the journey that we're all on. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I am always very careful, and I think you are too, to say to the mom who might just be happening upon this show or this podcast who doesn't believe Hey, you know, just stop in for a few minutes because we want to encourage you and we want to we want to help you maybe get to a place where you feel like you can talk to God. And and so I love that that you have that approach. I do want to let people know that that Sheila and and her people um, are generously allowing us to give a couple of books away. Now I am broadcasting from home, so you can't call us, but you can email us at channelmom at gmail channelmom at gmail to win a copy of Sheila's beautiful book, Praying Women: How to Pray When You Don't Know What to Say. Um, so let's talk about the prayer that changed your life and and I've had a prayer like this and I think a lot of people have but but I love that it's not fancy and that it's it's, it's a desperate prayer and it's it's a prayer for the the person that doesn't believe really and the person that's totally uh, a believer but is struggling um, I, I call it the help me prayer can you tell people about that yeah you know I was brought up in a small village in the west coast of Scotland and I became a Christian when I was probably about, I think, 11 years old. And then I went off to seminary in London. So I had a lot of experience of talking to God, of, you know, praying, of reading the Bible. But when I was about 34, and by this point, I had worked with Billy Graham. I had co-hosted a Christian talk show called The 700 Club. But but one morning, I just I fell apart on live national television. And by that evening, I was in the locked ward of a psychiatric hospital. And I remember that the only two words I could squeeze out that night were just help me. I had no more answers. I didn't understand, you know, why I ended up in a place like that. And, you know, the interesting thing, my my prayer honestly felt at that point like a failure. Like, what is wrong with you? And I expected God to be mad with me. But I have to tell you, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but I felt the presence of God in that psych hospital room more than I have done in years. Yeah. 
And, and I want to tell people about answered prayer. I, I think, I hope I'm not getting my books mixed up, but didn't you have um, something that happened that was just uncanny? It had to have been from the hand of God that involved Isaiah 43. Am I right about that? Oh, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. When I was in seminary, I went to seminary because I thought God wanted me to be a missionary to India. And honestly, it was because I couldn't think of anything I would hate more, because I thought that's really going to show God that I love him, because I'm going to go to a country that I know nothing about, and I get travel sick. So this is a big deal. Um, But then, like two years into my seminary, I felt there was no door opening. I mean, all of my other friends either were going off to be missionaries in certain countries and were already associated with organizations, or they were training to be pastors. And and I was just clueless. And I remember Mm -hmm. I used to get up every morning and go walk and say, please, God, I'll do anything. Tell me what it is. And and one day in particular, I really changed it. I had had prayed that prayer, and then I was going through one of those, go through the Bible in a year plans, and it was Isaiah 43. Um, remember not the former things, think of the things of old. Behold, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs forth. Can you see it? And I thought, well, that's nice. And I kind of underlined it and went to chapel, preached on the same passage. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. Um, it was repeated. Day, it was repeated in chapel, right? It was the same exactly passage was repeated. The same verse, okay. Exactly the same. Um, then that evening, I'm, just, I'm kneeling beside my bed in tears saying, God, please speak to me. Honestly, I will do anything. I just need to know you're with me. And then I noticed something slipped under my door, and I went and I picked it up, and it was a friend of mine who was learning to do calligraphy, that beautiful handwriting. And she said, I've been trying to find you all day because the Lord told me to give you this passage. And it was exactly the same passage. I felt in that moment God was saying, hey, listen, don't worry so much about tomorrow or what happened yesterday. Just know I'm with you, and I'm doing something new. And it was honest, it was life-changing for me just to know that God was listening. Yeah. And I've had a day like that. And I, and I told you that I sat down and prayed your prayer that you have at the end of the chapter, um, pray when God seems silent. And I got to believe a lot of people feel like that right now who are struggling and think, where are you? What are you up to? Uh, maybe people have lost faith. Maybe, maybe people are struggling with their faith. Um, and I was having a day where I thought, I thought that I thought that I thought that I knew that you, you showed me that this is what I was supposed to do, or this is how I was supposed to proceed, or this is what was going on in my life. And, and I think I'm all wrong. And so I sat down and I prayed that prayer. And, and if you don't mind, Sheila, I'm going to read that prayer just as a, an encouragement to somebody today who feels like God is silent in their life. Is that okay? Oh, yeah, of course. Lovely. Okay. So here we go. Let's pray this together. Father, I kneel now in belief and ask you to help my unbelief. Sometimes your silence is more than I can bear. Sometimes your silence makes me feel that you don't love me, you don't see me, and don't care for me. But now, by faith, I choose to trust that you are with me. You are my help. You are my hope. Meet me here in the silence. Let my life reflect your faithfulness. I long to feel your presence, but I trust that you are with me. I let go of my plan B, and I wait for you here. I wait for you. I wait. Amen. And I think so many people need that prayer. And and I thank you. See that prayer. You can win, win the book. Sheila's book, we're giving it away. Just email us at channelmom at gmail. The book is Praying Women, How to Pray When You Don't Know What to Say. So so what about the one word prayer? Maybe there's somebody today who just cannot utter hardly a word. What's the one word prayer that, that you can just cry out? You know, it, well, for me, the most powerful one word prayer is simply the name Jesus. 
And I thought I would be perfect. When our son, who's now 23 and in grad school, well, he should be in grad school, he's home, studying from home. But um, when he was probably five or six, the class teacher invited me to come and speak to the class, and she wanted me to speak on prayer. And I thought, well, these are just really little wee ones. But I talked about that that day, and I said, you know, sometimes if you're in a hard place and you can't find the right word, just say the name Jesus. And a couple of weeks later, I think the teacher had set an assignment for the children to write me a little thank you note. But one little girl's letter I kept because it just touched me so deeply. She said, you know, my mom, mommy and daddy are going through a divorce, and sometimes they get angry, and sometimes I get scared. But now I know I can just go into my bedroom and close the door, and I can simply say, Jesus. And that letter just meant so much to me that even a child could understand. There's times... I mean, I'm thinking of people who love your podcast, Jenny, and who listen in all the time. But they're just in a place right now where it's like, what is going on? How, how long, Lord? Where are you? And sometimes mm-hmm. you just... But the other thing I absolutely love is understanding that not only does the Holy Spirit pray for us, but in First John, we learn, chapter 1 or 2, beginning of 2, I think, we learn that Jesus himself prays for us. So at times yeah. when the load seems too much to bear, there's a conversation going on about you right now in heaven. Yeah, which is wonderful. And and I actually did utter a prayer very much like that many, many years ago, 20, 20 years ago. I was 36 years old, and I did not have a faith in Christ. And I grew up in a family of, of amazing people who are intellectuals and PhDs. And um, while they respect the teachings of Jesus and um, would say that they follow those teachings, they would not say that they think the Bible's true, and they don't believe that you, know, you need Christ to uh, go to heaven and um, that he is the center of our lives. I, I don't think they would say that at all. So I was in a place where I thought it was dumb to cry out to the name of Jesus, but I did it anyway. And and one day I'll, I will tell you my testimony. I've said it on air before, but, but something huge unfolded after I cried out his name. And uh, it was from then on that I became a believer and I knew that he gives us our p- purpose and he helps us to, to love and to forgive. And, and he saves us literally. Um, I, I have promised Sheila in the little promo, you saw the little promo page I sent out and, and in the thing that I announced on the radio that you would give us seven tips to have a p- powerful prayer life. Now I don't expect you to get all seven, <laughs> but, but you talk about things like praying for, <laughs> praying for your breakthrough, overcoming the lies of the enemy, which has been a battle for me today, just being told I'm a loser and nothing's ever going to work out for me kind of thing. Um, what are a couple of the tips that you would give for a powerful prayer life? You know, one of the things that I um, have started to do, and I've only started to do this in the last couple of weeks, because the first two weeks or so of, you know, we've been into week five now here in Dallas of self-isolation. And the first yeah. couple of weeks, I, I just, I didn't, I mean, I got up in the morning, but I didn't change up my pajamas. I just kind of binge watched the great British baking show on Netflix. And <laughs> I found myself kind of really beginning to sink a little bit. So I thought, uh-huh. oh, God, I need you to help me t- to know how to live in this time. Because everything I normally do, like going to the TV studio or flying out every weekend to speak, all of that's gone. And it's like I found myself kind of floundering. So I, I started doing something that has really, really helped me. Every morning when I get up, I'll go downstairs and I'll walk out into our, just our little backyard and I raise my arms toward heaven. And it's an image that came from remembering how my son was when he was just a wee boy. Christian used to travel with me for the first eight years of his life. Barry, Christian, and I were on the road together. And this vivid image of him marching through the airports with his little Thomas the Tank engine backpack on, 
But every now and again, he would get tired and he wouldn't say a word. He would just raise his arms and I would pick him up and hold him close. And it was just a sense of knowing he understood what I I needed and what he needed. And I think that's the same way with the Lord at the moment. I mean, it seems like a silly thing to do. And it's not like a charismatic thing to do. It's simply a child to their father holding up their arms and saying, I don't get this right now. This is scary. I can't walk much more. And I can't tell you the comfort that has been to me, Jenny. And the other thing I do is every single day I read a psalm out loud. You know, I'm used to reading them in the Bible, but sometimes your ears need to hear what your eyes are reading. And it's because it's the living Word of God. It's really, in fact, my husband said after a few days, he said, do you mind if you read it out loud to me every morning? And so that's what we do every morning. You know, I read a psalm out loud, sometimes two or three times, and we just let the goodness of God fill all the empty places. Yeah. Now, your husband does not have a Scottish accent. I think maybe he just wants to hear that read in a Scottish accent. Maybe the... <laughs> maybe from the <laughs> I know. I know you have very different accents, the two of you. I've, I've had the privilege of meeting you both. Um, okay, so how about the person that's out there floundering and just focusing on the negative and literally kind of hearing the voice of the enemy? What what can they do in prayer to, to be more powerful in their prayer life? Yeah, that's a great question because I think a lot of people are in that place right now. One of the things I would say is limit how much of the news you watch. We need to stay informed. We need to be responsible. But when you just have this daily diet of bad news poured in, it's very hard. And the enemy loves to use all that stuff to make us think you're not going to make it. You know, you'll never survive. You know, your finances, everything is going to collapse and what's going to happen. So I made a promise before the Lord that for how much news I watch, I will double the amount of time either reading his word or listening. I have a worship playlist on my iPhone. And, mm-hmm. and I will just, and sometimes when I start to play it, I don't feel a thing because, you know, I'm thinking, now, how do we pay that college tuition bill for Christian? Um, but the more yeah. I listen to people lifting the name of the Lord up, because I know none of this was a surprise to him. It was to us, mm-hmm. but it's not to him. And no matter what is going on, God is still in control and he is still sovereign. But when I get reminded of that, that lifts me up. But I would just say, be careful what, you, what you're taking in and make sure that whatever you're taking in, you balance it out by taking in more of what will always be true, no matter what might be true for a season. Yeah, you're good at speaking in sound bites, Sheila. So kudos to you for that. Um, I want to make sure I get to one other thing I promoted. And that is, it's so funny that I'm following the promotion list. Like, I got to make sure I answer all these questions. Um, moms do want to know, how they can help not only themselves, but their kids grow closer to God through prayer. Do you have a suggestion? You know, it's interesting. This is perhaps answering more the kind of how to pray for our kids question. Um, But when Christian was little, when he was born, I would do a thing, and and I still do it. If he was home right now and brought his laundry, I would still do it. But when I was folding his clothes, like if I folded a little hat, I would pray that God would protect his mind. If I was folding a little sweater or a little T-shirt, I'd pray that God would guard his heart. You know, when I was putting his little socks together, I pray that, you know, that God would take him to places that are good for him to go and, and stop him from going to places where he would get hurt. And I've continued that throughout his life. I mean, when he learned to drive when he was 16 and he was taking his first solo trip to school, I was up at 6.30 downstairs with the olive oil anointing the tires of his car. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I've done the same thing. I've done the same thing. Yes. But the other thing I would say in helping your kids to pray is to encourage them to be honest and real. 
Because I think some of mm-hmm. kids think, oh, I'm supposed to say the right things. But if, if something's hard, you can say to your kid, you know what, if you're angry, if you're upset, if you're scared, you get to tell God that. And if, if he doesn't love you any less, in fact, I think he draws closer. Yeah. I I went to a MOPS meeting many years ago, and the, and the speaker talked about saying a blessing over her children every night. And so I took up that tradition. And so I say a blessing over my kids every night. My, I'm in my 21-year-old's very, very messy room, um, and he's downstairs hiding from me because he doesn't want to clean it. Um, but I have prayed over him for many, many years, saying a blessing over him. And it's usually a scripture and it's something very honest. And then it's something about sort of his future. I've always prayed that he would be a servant leader. And um, I, I now listen to him pray, and I listen to my daughter pray and I think oh my goodness they've been listening to the blessings they, they know they can be honest with God yeah. they know they can go to God for their needs they they know scripture and and so just modeling that as best you can it doesn't need to be perfect it is a wonderful idea um Sheila I want people to get your book even if they don't win your book that's a wonderful book so uh SheilaWalsh.com is where they can find you SheilaWalsh.com anywhere else yeah I'm on Facebook I'm Sheila Walsh Connect and Instagram Sheila Walsh One Okay, wonderful. Hey, thank you for being on Channel Mom. Sheila, I, I send my best to, to Barry and to Christian and, and to you a hug. I so appreciate you. Uh, thanks, Jenny. I appreciate this. Take care of yourself. Okay, thank you, my dear. Have a good day. All righty, there we go. Precious Sheila Wall, please go check out her book. It is called Praying Women, How to Pray When You Don't Know What to Say, All Kinds of Good Tips. You could buy it as a gift if you felt led. And man, I think so many of us would like our prayers to be answered right now. So uh, you could use that as a guide. You know, I always want to remind you that we are here for you and that I would love to have you engage with us. You can go listen to our podcast by going to mom.com and just clicking there to listen to a podcast. You can be with us on uh, social media. We're on Instagram and, and YouTube and Facebook and Twitter. You can find us at Channel Mom. And um, yeah, I'd just love to, to hear from you. And please take the grocery bag challenge or the family dance challenge and post some pictures and, and tag us. And finally, I love to do this at the end of every show. If you're just feeling like kind of a failure like I am today and you just, nobody's thanking you. You don't see the fruit of your work as a mom. You're working so hard to do good things for your kids. Let me thank Thank you. Thank you for all of the work you're putting in to raise your children well. You're helping the world by doing that. So God bless you and thank you. Um, thanks to, to Richard and to Kelly and Mark and all the people that helped me put together the show. Thank you to you for listening. I'm so grateful for you and our audience. I hope we are a blessing to you today. God bless. Stay well. Have a wonderful weekend. If you enjoy what you hear on Channel Mom Radio, and if you believe the media should be doing more to support moms and encourage families, then why don't you come alongside the efforts of Channel Mom? We'd like to offer you our partner package today. We'll send you a Channel Mom's Best Tips for Moms, as well as a beautiful bling t-shirt when you sign up to be a partnering monthly donor at ChannelMom.com. We live in a world that demeans the importance of moms and belittles the value of family. Research shows the family is breaking down in America. But Channel Mom aims to stop the family breakdown, starting with the moms. We depend on our donors to help us, to put this show on the air, and to do outreach for mothers on the ground, supporting them in their parenting, marriages, addiction issues, and more. So become a Channel Mom partner today and be a part of the change you want to see for mothers and families. Just go to ChannelMom.com and click on Give to CM, and you'll see our donate button there. From the moms at Channel Mom, thank you. And may God bless each mom and her family.